0: This is an All Ears English podcast episode 762, three amazing Western wonders to see if you visit the U.S. this summer with Scott Moses. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast downloaded more than 34 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl. Coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. And to instantly download your transcript from today's episode, go to all earsenglish.com forward slash transcripts. All earsenglish.com forward slash TRANSCRIPTS. Are you visiting the US this summer? Not sure where to go? Today, our guest. Scott Moses, shows us three incredible places in the American West that will take your breath away. Today, we have our guest, Scott, on the show. Scott is based in New York City. He's an outdoor adventurer who has explored many parts of the American West, and he's here today to share with us what he knows about the West. He is the owner of the blog, LiveOnceLiveWild.com. Now, let's meet Scott. All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month and six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if
0: rated PG. Hey, Scott. Welcome to All Ears English. Thanks for coming on the show today.
1: Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks for having me on.
0: Hey, it's cool to have you on. So we rarely get a chance to have a, an adventurer on the show. And I know that travel is your big thing. You are the owner of the blog liveoncelivewild.com. So you're here to tell us about some really cool things that our listeners could do this summer in the U S. But tell me first, where did you come up with your, with your name for your blog, live once live wild?
1: Uh, I just like to get outside a lot and I really enjoy traveling. So awesome. I thought it'd be a cool idea just to come up with a I guess a name that would imply that you can do wild things as in go into nature, maybe go camping something, something like that. So cool. Uh, yep, nothing I... uh not too deep of a sort uh, not too deep of a story unfortunately. <laughs>
0: No, that's fantastic. I think a lot of our listeners are going to resonate with this because they're also travelers. They are adventurers, and a lot of them want to visit the U.S. And so do you believe in the concept of writing a bucket list?
1: Not really. Um, My whole thing is I just like to do whatever sort of strikes my interest at the moment, Mm -hmm. which for better or for worse is what I've been doing for the past 10 years.
0: Okay, cool. What's the coolest trip you've taken in the last 10 years? Just real quick.
1: I don't really like... uh, trip so much. I like kind of going to a place and staying there for a while. Mm -hmm. The last time I did that was, uh, I stayed in Mexico city for a while.
0: Um,
1: which is a fantastic place to visit. I think it gets a little bit of a bad rap in the, in the news in the United States, but if I can move tomorrow, I would definitely go back to Condesa in Mexico city. Uh, before that I lived in Taiwan for a long time. Okay. Uh, Excellent. before, and before that, I guess, uh, Kind of the origin of all my travels is when I lived in Shanghai, China.
0: Oh, what do you think is the most important thing you learned from all of this travel? Like about living abroad? I mean, anything you kind of took away and you're carrying into your life now
1: in the States? Um, I guess it might sound a little whatever, like kind of like you're stroking your own ego or something. But (laughs) I guess the most one of the more challenging things I've ever done was to learn how to speak Mandarin Chinese. Great. I guess just the persistence of learning how to speak a challenging language kind of shows you like, okay, if I can learn this thing, I can probably learn lots of other hard things.
0: Mm, So it was kind of a confidence booster for you?
1: I'd say so. Um, Yeah. I took all these tests when I was a kid and they're all really clear that I was uh, mentally incapable of learning foreign (laughs) languages. (laughs) But you (laughs) proved them
0: wrong, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know if I did it out of spite or if I was truly interested.
0: Oh, uh, that's very empowering to be able to go live in a new country and learn a new language. And I've heard that Chinese is one of the hardest languages in the world to learn. So so that's awesome, Scott. Nice. We're glad to hear that. We like to, yeah, like to connect with people who have been out in the world learning languages. Very cool. So, Scott, you're here today to give us three very cool places around the US that our listeners might want to think about visiting. You know, some of our listeners they want to take road trips. I took a road trip around the US last summer, a couple of months in the car. And and And, you know, I only visited a fraction of the places that I could have in the U.S. It's a gorgeous country we have here. So where can our listeners go this summer? What should they do and where should they go?
1: Yeah. So I'm a bit biased. I live in Brooklyn, which uh, is basically the New York City area. So every day I kind of get my dose of inner city life. (laughs) So a lot of times I like to write about um, simply just going to outdoor places. And in the United States, we have a pretty good national parks program. Mm -hmm. And we sort of do a pretty good job of taking care of these places. So before I guess I spoke to you, I sketched out a few interesting places. I think that would be fun to visit.
0: Very cool. And are most of these places in the West that we're going to talk about today?
1: Yeah, they are. All of them are in the West, actually. (laughs) I suppose I should have thought of one on the East Coast where I live, but oh well.
0: (laughs) No, I think it's interesting because I do think that I also grew up on the East Coast. I lived in New York for a while. I live in Boston now. And I... I think Easter East Coasters have this fascination with the West, and I could understand why after going West this summer. I mean, just that feeling of getting in the car, driving on those open highways—it just feels so expansive. It's completely different from anything you see in the, on the East Coast. Do would you agree with that?
1: I'd say so. Um, I really like the West Coast just because it seems a bit more chilled out. Yeah, if you come to the eastern part of the United States, especially the Northeast, where I think both of us live right now. Yep. Um, from especially in New York, it's just a land of extremes. Yes. So like in the summer it's incredibly hot. In the winter it's just incredibly cold. Mm-hmm. And I think the people sort of represent that. Yeah. Like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So
0: Yeah, they can snap at you, right? They can be they can be snappy sometimes. It's also quite competitive on the East Coast sometimes, is that right?
1: Yeah, I think that's why. I think just because um, I think New York it's a bad rap. I think most people are actually are, are pretty nice, but it's uh, yeah. I think just the the climate, literally, both the physical and the <laughs> cultural cl- uh, climate kind of represents of you know where we live.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting how the weather. And the climate can actually form our personalities in some ways. I find that fascinating. But so let's talk about it then. Our listeners, they are ready to come to the U.S. and head west. Let's say they have maybe a 10-day vacation and they want to see the American West. Where should they go? Scott, what is the first place that they should travel to?
1: I wouldn't say there's a particular order. Like I would sort of just figure out where you're visiting Mm -hmm. and maybe pick one of these places depending on your your proximity or where it is in relation. Wow, I'm trying to make it a bit easier, but I'm doing the complete opposite. Maybe just pick a place close to where you're visiting would be Mm -hmm. kind of my personal goal. Okay. Just to stop rambling on, I would probably start with Joshua Tree.
0: Oh, yeah. Now, this one I've never been to. I didn't have a chance to go this summer. What is so unique about Joshua Tree?
1: I think what makes it pretty cool, outside of being a a YouTube album, uh, (laughs) is it's basically like a desert. So most national parks, you you typically think of like the Grand Canyon or something where it's sort of like lush wildlife. Mm. Whereas this is more or less the complete opposite. It's kind of like a desert. And um, I guess just to sort of dive into the more interesting places to visit here, I sort of picked one destination per place.
0: Yeah, great. Tell us where should we go when we get to Joshua Tree? Like, what are we going to do there?
1: So I think the average person will just go hiking. So yep. one hike that's supposed to be pretty cool is the uh, the Boy Scout Trail. It's uh, quite long. It's a 16-mile round trip. So mm-hmm. you can easily do something overnight. And what a lot of people like to do is to go to Joshua Tree to basically see the stars. So I guess it's a pretty vast place. So when you look up, you just see uh, amazing stuff.
0: Oh, my gosh. Now this makes me want to go west again this summer. Wow. Okay, this is awesome. So uh, where would we fly into? Where is Joshua Tree located? Is it in California? And where would we fly into if we want to try to get to Joshua Tree? If you travel to an English-speaking country this summer, you'll want to connect with locals and have real conversations. And that's why you'll want to get the 7 Simple Secrets to Connection in English. We show you the only 7 things that you need to do to start connecting so that you can ignore all of the other advice that you've heard and just do these 7 things. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash secrets to learn how to connect in English. AllEarsEnglish.com forward slash S-E-C-R-E-T-S. See you there.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I actually don't remember where you fly into, but it's in California. Okay. Okay. Very cool. And would we do
0: this hike uh, on our own by ourselves or are they guided hikes or what would you recommend?
1: Um, I would definitely grab a guide if you can, or maybe just try to if you have a friend that's done it before, will probably be a bit more ideal. Mm. Uh, I, I personally would be a little bit hesitant to do something overnight. <laughs> if it's a, uh, yeah, if you haven't been there before, or at a minimum, um, I would hope you have some kind of experience with this stuff before you sort of just dive into it.
0: Right, because you're literally in the middle of the desert, spending the yeah. night, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, you might want to bring some water.
0: Yeah, it's just incredible. If we're not used to those wide open spaces, we just, it's kind of a, a sense of culture shock, even if you're from the States. Interesting. Okay, so the Boy Scout Trail at Joshua Tree National Park. I love that. Anything else we want to know about Joshua Tree?
1: Um, another really famous place. Um, I guess uh, a lot of the national parks in the United States are really known, well known for climbing. So I thought, although I'm personally not much of a climber, mm-hmm. I thought it would be fun to just throw one of these places in there.
0: Okay. And
1: the one that I personally thought was the most interesting was called Trash Can Rock. And Mm -hmm. the reason for this is it has all different types of routes for all different levels. Mm -hmm. So if you're brand new or if you're a bit more advanced, it might be something you'd like to check out.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So for people who like to rock climb. So there's a lot of things that we could do at these national parks. Let me just ask you a question about prices. Now, you must be like a holder of the National Park Pass, right? The yearly pass?
1: Um, No, I just okay. pay as I go. <laughs> oh, you do?
0: Okay. So I know that there's an option last summer when I traveled west, there was an option to get a really great deal, guys. If you're going to visit more than one national park in the US, you can, I think it's about $80 a year or something really reasonable. And you get a lot of these parks offer free admission or discounted admission with this pass. So, you know, it'll encourage you to go see more places and for, you'll save a ton of money. So we want to recommend that for our listeners for sure. Very cool. Okay, very cool, Scott. So, what's your next place that you would recommend that we go?
1: One place which um, I have to admit it's just on my bucket list. I really want to go here. So you so do I have
0: really, a bucket list.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of forgot about the whole term, but now that we're now that we're back in travel mode, okay, <laughs> um, is Yosemite. Um, um, I'm personally really just dying to go here. Um, oh. So, speak just gorgeous. It has lots of amazing valleys. Um, it's also in California. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the place I personally really want to check out for my, my girlfriend and I really like hiking. It's, um, Taft Point.
0: Okay. How do we spell that? T-A-F-T?
1: T-A-F-T. Correct.
0: Okay. Taft Point. This is another hiking destination.
1: Yeah. So, in the previous example for Joshua Tree, I mentioned something kind of extreme, which was an overnight hike. Yeah. And uh, I thought this one sounded, sounded a little bit more reasonable. It's only around two miles long. Yeah. So, if you don't work in miles, that's probably, I don't know what that would convert to <laughs> the metric system. Sure. But that's probably like, uh, probably around a two-hour hike, give or take. Okay.
0: Okay, and would you recommend that we bring a tent and camp inside the national park? Are there places inside the park where we can set up a tent, or do we just camp wherever we want, or how does that work?
1: um with Yosemite, I would assume that there's specific places where you can set up a tent. Um, yeah. This trail is pretty short, so it's definitely not an overnight type of thing. okay, the park website itself though is actually incredibly detailed yeah like, um, I'm really surprised if you just go to um, I think I actually forgot the name of the website, but if I look it up quickly, sure. Um, the outline all the trails for um wow. which is nps
0: Oh boy. This really makes me want to just take off on another trip. This is awesome. Okay, love it. So exciting. I, I've heard that Yosemite has some bears. Is that something we should be worried about?
1: <laughs> um, I can't really speak from personal experience, but I I would just uh, I wouldn't say I'm a fearless person, but I don't really worry about these types of things. Uh, I would just take normal precautions, like you okay. don't leave out your food or anything like that.
0: Yeah, sure. It's definitely well worth the risk. <laughs> okay. Well worth the risk. Well worth the risk. Absolutely. All right. What's the third place we could go if we want another awesome adventure?
1: All right. Another place is Yellowstone. Yeah. So I, just for fun, I sort of listed another super duper long trail. Mm -hmm. and uh it's called the the skyrim trail okay um so to take a step back this we finally got something that i actually i believe it it goes across a couple different states but um yellowstone is located located in wyoming which i think it's really an underrated state it's just it's just really gorgeous if you've ever been over there
0: Oh yeah. I think Wyoming is incredible. And a lot of our listeners are, this is going to ring a bell because um, during my trip last summer, we actually, we we created a course based on the trip. So a lot of them are able to travel to Wyoming through this video course. So guys, you'll recognize this in the the lesson about the rodeo and the wide open spaces. This is Wyoming. This is the American West. And you're right, Scott. I think it's absolutely gorgeous.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of the the states in the middle of the country don't get enough attention.
0: Oh, what what do you like? What do you like best about Wyoming itself? I mean, why does it kind of like draw your attention?
1: I think just from my personal experience, a lot of day, I spend most of my day working on the computer. So mm. I work from home in New York City, and mm. that might sound glamorous, but actually, it, it basically means I don't really talk to too many people. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> yeah. just stuck inside all day with yes. my computer and my dog, Benny. Mm. And um, yeah, so any chance I get to go anywhere that's the complete opposite of where I am right now, I just don't jump on the opportunity.
0: Yeah. How often do you travel per year, generally?
1: Uh, last year I didn't travel too much. I spent most of my time going to Mexico city. Okay. But so I think that's really, (laughs) (laughs) um, so lately I'm really just dying to go somewhere. Yeah. um, That frankly is just beautiful looking.
0: Yeah. I love it. And so Yellowstone is also famous. I've been to Yellowstone as well. And it's also famous for the, the, the famous, uh, geyser. What is that called? Old faithful. Would you recommend that we go and try to see that? I mean, what is that?
1: Yeah, so one of the the more famous aspects of Yosemite, uh, wow, well, of Yellowstone, yeah. <laughs> is its geysers. So the most famous, the most famous, famous one, I think most Americans learn about in grade school. is called Old Faithful, mm-hmm. or maybe most third graders, and then you probably forget about it by the time you're in college. Yeah. Um. Where basically, it's. A bit famous because it's fairly predictable. So, if you don't know what a geyser is, it's basically a hole in the ground that regularly shoots water up that's incredibly hot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm doing a good job explaining no, it or not.
0: Yeah, it's quite a sight, isn't it? When you stand there, and you just watch this huge shoot of water coming up out of the ground. It's something, it's one of those cool sights that you probably won't forget. And, you know, we I think that if we want to build an exciting life, we try to stack up as many of these experiences as we can where we're doing something new and different that we don't get to see every day, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Anything else we should do when we're at Yellowstone?
1: Uh, There's really a ton to do. I I personally would just start with, again, just checking out either our blog, where we have an entire guide about all three of these places, actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, let's talk about that. So where can we find your blog and get more information about what you guys are writing about? You have, yeah, a lot of stuff you've written about. And where can we find you online?
1: I just go to liveoncelivewild.com, which is just an outdoor site. Uh, We don't got much going on there now. We just have maybe um, I think maybe seven articles that are quite long and in-depth about different national parks around the United States.
0: Oh, so cool. Wow. So, guys, I want to encourage you, if you're coming to the States this summer and you're trying to figure out where you want to go, definitely check out the American West. Check out some of these suggestions, Joshua Joshua Tree, Yosemite, or Yellowstone, and take advantage of it. It really is. It does feel like a different world in in the American West, and I just think it's the coolest thing. So, Scott, any final words of wisdom for our listeners as they kind of plan their summer vacations?
1: I just go where you you personally find the most interesting. Mm -hmm. I think it's really easy to sort of worry about where your friends are going Mm. or where your friends think you should go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would just sort of do whatever you want to do.
0: Love that. Okay. So personalize your vacation, right? Make it all about you. Yeah. Love that. All right, Scott. Thanks for hanging out today. And guys, again, go over, visit Scott's blog, liveoncelivewild.com to get more details and figure out where you want to go. All right. Thanks for coming on today, Scott. I appreciate it. It's been fun.
1: Yeah, it was. Thanks a lot.
0: All right. Take care.